good morning and welcome to the manual. I hope all is well and that you are in a great place in your wealth, health, and happiness. It's been a while since I posted, uh, just about a week and a half or so, I believe. It might be about a week or so. Uh, I had to take care of a couple of clients that, I, that I'm training right now. We had to do some um, changing of uh, schedules and also um, of the program that I have them on to try to get them the maximum success in that regard. So, you know, thank you for patiently waiting for our next post. And here I am to kind of get that started. So it's Monday. Uh, we talked about Mondays and Tuesdays or Mondays and Wednesdays being the day that we talk about our health and wealth, whether it's, whether it's mental, physical, physiological, in that regard. So today I'm going to talk about goal setting. And you guys know that I do not like the word goal. So we're talking about milestones and how that affects your well-being and how you should approach, in my opinion, again, it's just my opinion, how you should approach uh, getting to those milestones. Um, One of the things that I need people to understand is that you are the captain of your own ship. Um, No one should or could um, and you got to take this with a grain of salt. No one should or could be able to dictate to you what is right for you and what is wrong for you. We all have our our times when we look at things and we say, this may not work out for me or this is not something that I should be doing. And then sometimes we, we take a, a chance. It's a risk that we take in order to get the maximum benefit for what we want to do with ourselves. And I tell people all the time, you need to understand that the risk should be should outweigh the reward, um, or the or the or the reward should outweigh the risk. And what I mean by that, in the uh, latter sense, is that is it worth it? Is it worth setting this type of milestone or goal for yourself? Is it beneficial in the long run, or is it a short term fix to something that's happening with you right now? For instance, if you were planning a vacation and you needed to take on a second job or take on some more hours at work or Uh, borrow some money? Is it advantageous to you to do this? Uh, What is the cost? What is the what is the end uh, end game for you as uh, as it will affect your stress levels? Uh, Is it worth it to do this? So obviously, we know for ourselves what it is, but sometimes we are our own worst enemies. And by that, everyone knows that everyone knows that that you are your worst enemy because we have indulges, we have things that, that we do for ourselves that we know is harmful. You know, if you're drinking every weekend, not to pick on any drinkers, but if you're drinking every weekend uh, and then you're wondering why some aspects of your health is, is not being managed, then you have to understand that that drinking is a direct reflection of part of why you're not probably reaching your goals and things of that nature. So, so is overeating, so is, um, you know, uh, taking in things, smoking, things like that. So obviously, again, I'm not judge or executioner, but I'm someone that is observant of these habits for what I do for a living. A lot of people um, talk to me as if I'm an expert. I'm not an expert. I'm not. A, I'm an expert on Cleve, but I'm not an expert on how you should manage your life. I just have recommendations and things that I've observed. If you are training with me or we're working together where I can say, well, this might be the reason. But again, I also have people that can tell me reasons why I haven't uh, gotten to certain things as well. So it, it, it's a two way street. And, you know, being open to criticism, being open and honest to yourself as to what your abilities are and what your drawbacks, setbacks, you know, comebacks, all that is is encumbered on you 
to manage that, to manage the expectations for yourself. You know, we beat ourselves up on goals. I have a client right now uh, who's struggling with a goal and I'm doing my best to try to keep it positive, but there's some things we have to tweak. But the most um, the thing I like about my job the most is that I am able to be that cheerleader, to be that voice of like, listen, this doesn't take forever and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make you the, the worst person that you haven't reached this milestone yet. It is coming. Sometimes we all in life, we get to, we're six inches from gold and we stop. We just turn around and says, okay, I don't think there's anything behind this. And we're right there, right for the breakthrough. We're right there. And it's just not happening uh, in that regard. So, you know, when you make your milestones, you set your milestones. Um, the first thing I always tell people is to be realistic in how you uh, go about that. And, when, and what I mean by being realistic is basically just being, is this attainable? Is this achievable? Can I do this in the space of time that I'm giving myself? Is it something that I realize that can happen for me or not? And if I don't get there, what will be my reaction? What will be how I feel about it? You got to manage your expectations. You got to manage your emotions. You got to manage those feelings in regards to goal setting. You know, uh, some people like to set smaller goals, um, which bleed into larger goals and kind of bleed into very large goals. You know, training is like that. When you do your macro cycle, that could take one or two years. Okay, your meso, six months. And your micro, it's week to week. And what these training concepts are uh, in programming uh, that you guys can actually look up. But, you know, you kind of your body goes through adapt, uh, adaptations and you have to kind of get to certain spots. Um, if you walk into a gym today and you're not in any condition to deadlift, I'm just using this as an example. You're not going to start deadlifting, you know, your body weight or even anything higher than that. You're going to start with the bare bar and you're going to go through the mechanics of a deadlift. You know what I'm saying? Even even the most seasoned lifters, they, you'll see them warm up. You'll see them go through the motions. You'll see them go with a lighter weight to get their bodies prime for this deadlift. Things take time and we have to understand that our impatience is sometimes a really big hindrance to what, what's going on with us. You know what I'm saying? We have to understand that. Being patient is something that I had to learn a very long time ago. Not in the in the um, in the fitness world per se, because I I had a, a realistic expectation of how things work since I was a little kid. That you know, in order to look a certain way, the work has to be put in, and you have to be patient. It is the number one thing, if not the second thing, that we should understand about goal setting. Whether it's a physical goal, whether it's mental. Whether it's, it's a work-related, career-related, you know, relationship-related, we have to understand to be patient. Patient is some, patience is something that you have to kind of learn. Um, those of you born with it, kudos. I had to learn with it. I have to struggle with it. Uh, I am sometimes um, very... Um, I'm the kind of person that basically, like, I, I set it up in a year or two. This is, well, if in a year... If I am not here from X to Z or whatever, I'm going to go somewhere else. And it is a fatal flaw. I recognize this about myself, but it, it's something that I tell myself when I get into a position, whether it's a job, a relationship or whatever it is. I already have an end game in sight, meaning not end, end game, like, but I have a, a, a timeline. The clock's ticking. 
the meter's going to say, okay, a year from now, I want to reevaluate my position and say, where am, where am I at? What am I going to do? And if I'm not there, um, I can go back and tweak and say, well, this happened, that happened, this didn't happen, and kind of see where I'm at. If I don't get there, uh, and this is kind of a, an excuse, I guess, that I use, I'll say I didn't want it hard enough. I didn't want it bad enough. And I went through my um, early adulthood with that kind of ideology. You know, I, I just basically said to myself, if I don't want if I don't want this, I'm not going to push as hard. And I know when I'm pushing hard towards something and I know when I'm half-assing it. And sometimes we lose interest. That's the other part of your goal setting and your milestone setting is that patience is the, I mentioned that is, is number one or number two. But then you also have to understand that, you know, your interests, where your interests lie. You know, is this, as the months go by, the days go by, the weeks go by, even a year go by, do you have the same passion for this as well? Do you have the, the fortitude to stick out the goal to say, okay, I'm doing this because of X, Y, Z. You know, if you're taking on another job and you work a demanding job already, it doesn't take long for you to realize that, wait a minute, like I'm putting in way, way more hours. Uh, I don't have time for any social life. I don't have any time for any downtime because I'm work. But then you have to reevaluate the goal. OK, in order to save the money for this goal, save the money for the situation. Am I at the point where is this worth it? Is this affecting me? It's taking away my sleep. It's taking away my my health and wealth. You have to understand that. So when we make these sacrifices and we make these deals with ourselves, we have to understand that, you know, it is a price to pay. There is a penalty for everything that you do. Circumstantial. You have to you have to understand that. So interest, uh, patience. Those are things that are top of my list of how I set up a goal. There's an interesting quote that I've um, I've come across, and uh, this quote is actually pretty cool. Um, I love I love quotes. I have a Oxford book of quotes, thick book, about a thousand pages, and this is one is from a um, a author um, named Joy Bell, and she says basically you will find it necessary to let things go simply for the reason that they are heavy. Okay, I'll read that one more time. You will find that it is necessary to let things go simply for the reason that they are heavy. This can kind of translate to a lot of things that we deal with in life, especially when it comes to relationships, when it comes to a, a toxic um, job, uh, when it comes to toxic friendships, when it, when it comes to uh, situations where even if it's not toxic, you are being taken advantage of. You know, we all have friends and family that we know or people we work with that are super nice. And there's nothing wrong with being nice. I mean, that's a that's a very, very good virtue uh, to have that you're a goodwill towards man type of person. But in that niceness, there's a naivety that, you know, people take you for granted. People take you for, you know, for a doormat. Or for, for betterment, they, they say, well, okay, I'll expect this from you because this is how you are. You know, I'm not advocating for you someone to become an asshole overnight, but, that, you know, there is a point where you have to say no. Or you have to say to yourself, what am I getting out of this? What is the, what is the benefit of this friendship with this person? 
because some of us get into a symbiotic relationship with with people, friends, families, partners, loved ones, whatever, where they're dependent on you to do something and you're dependent on them for the feeling of fulfillment, for the feeling of that you are doing a good deed. But those things come with the price and the price becomes that it's a it's a cohabitation where you're the one that's supplying something but not receiving something back. You know, the the universe teaches us not to expect things needlessly, but we do expect the basis and the basics of what, you know, human frailty is or what human nature is. If I say please and thank you to you, you should reciprocate that to me. I shouldn't have to want you to say that or hope that you're going to say that. I should expect you to say please and thank you. It is my personal belief that that we as human beings, that we lose that those little nuances about ourselves. We we take those things for granted. We take things calling someone by their name. And what I mean by their name, by their first name, or if they're I have um, kind of uh, the way I grew up, I don't if someone's older than me, I don't call them Bob or Mike. You know, I'll call them by their last name, Mr. or Mrs. or Madam. Until they say to me, hey, Clea, just call me Bob. It's a respectful thing. It's like, I didn't go to school with this person. I'm not the same age. I give him respect. Same thing I would do with titles. You know, when it comes to like someone's a doctor, whether they're a medical doctor or a doctor in another field, they put the hours in. They put the time in. They put the money in to get to that education standards where I can call you Dr. Mike until you say, no, just call me Mike. You know, I respect titles. I, I respect uh, what someone has accomplished, what they have done. You know, when we look at our goals, a lot of people and some of you are going to disagree, but it is what it is. A lot of you set goals that were not your goals. They were someone else's goals for you. Husbands do that. Wives do that. Children do that for their parents, that they expect their parents to do certain things for them, which they should. And then parents put that on their children. They expect you to grow up a certain way. They expect you to do certain things. They expect you to go to school at one of their alma maters. They expect you to be respectful. It is a, it is a human thing. It is a very human thing. Some things are very heavy for us to carry, and we'll still find a way to carry them. We're still, you know, the human body has adaptations for strength, but you have to understand from a mental capacity that that doesn't apply the same this the same weight no pun intended that doesn't apply the same weight what that basically does is that you you find a way to to compensate you find a way to deal with things that you shouldn't have to deal with because they are you know not advantageous to you there there's there are things that are detrimental they chip away at who you are and you, you know some of us become bitter over the years because we realize that we've invested the wrong um, amount of uh, time and attention to things that weren't weren't good for us. There was no benefit to us. You know, in sports, they keep score for a reason. There has to be a winner and a loser. People don't play sports for the goodwill of it. Yeah, that's kind of involved in it uh, on some level. But the end result is for one team or one person to win, to, to be the victor. You know, my daughter used to say something when I was... Um, when, when she was a little kid, <laughs> um, that second place is first place for losers. I thought I thought it was funny, and I thought it was also kind of a little frightening that someone this this young understood 
this kind of thing because there's some races, there's some there's some sports where boxing, MMA, where there is no there is no second place. You either win or you don't. So she had a point. But when it comes to but when it comes to competition, it's okay to come in second because it, it reminds you or it shows you or it teaches you that what you didn't do, the work that you didn't put in, you know, the weekends you blew off to do something else when you were supposed to be training or learning or, you know, whatever to get this goal that someone bested you because they edged you out. People are just going to be inherently better than people. That's that's a fact. You know, if you, if you think that you're the best at something, you just haven't come up against the best yet. Maybe the best in your town, maybe the best in your state. But there's a best in the country and there's a best in the world. You got to understand that. You got you to gotta deal with that on some type of level. You have to put yourself in that kind of headspace that, okay, wow, you know, well, when I set my goals, I have to do things that are, you know, sacrificial. I have to do things that are, that are not sexy. I have to do things that, are, you know, tire me out, make me reevaluate. Is this worth it? That's why heirlooms are so important. I tell people, you know, if something was passed down to you, generational things, you know, a pair of earrings, a bracelet, a ring, uh, a Bible, whatever you, whatever you get from, from someone in the family says, hey, this has been on our family for 200 years. That item is worth millions of dollars to that family, to that person that's giving you this. This is, a, this is something that you pass this on to the next person in, in the line. So you protect it, you take care of it, you put it away. Milestones and goals are the same way. You know, we we always have we always think everyone has our our best interests. No, best interest is self-interest. A lot of people take things for granted. A lot of people take their their own lives for granted. The fact that wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast, you have the ability to do this because you have electricity, you have technology, you have internet, you have some kind of connection that where you can listen to this on a platform somewhere. I, I have I have a listener in India, kind of cool. Never met this person, but they pop up in the feed every time I, I check my stats. And I don't even know what time it is over there. But they're, you know, they're checking this out at some point because it's not live. This is pre-recorded. But the fact that there's, there are, they are listening, it tells me that there are some place where they, they can do this. I'm not saying India is all poor, but I know parts of India you know, do, do not have the capability to do this. So they may be in a city, they may be in a country. I don't know where they are. I don't know where you are necessarily. But. People take those for granted. People take little things like that, technology. Uh, this weekend, I watched a, a video on YouTube. I was just searching for something. As you guys know, I love YouTube. <laughs> and I came across uh, a video about the technology of gaming in Cuba. Uh, I'm a gamer, so obviously it piqued my interest to understand, you know, try to understand where this article or where this, this uh, little documentary was going. And it talked about basically... Um, the internet being something that is bought and sold um, at, at a ridiculous rate, 
because uh, you have to buy like a, a, a little connect card or whatever and it is costly but then even having this having the bandwidth to, to connect to internet it's in a public space next to a building or something like that but then these guys come up with an innovative way to make these nano towers like they made these little towers all over the city with the permission of the city and they connect people for free uh, for gaming for you know world of warcraft and call of duty and all these kind of games and it one person downloads the game it goes out to the network now this is innovation this is this is a way to find a way you know how they say life always finds a way people always find a way to kind of do things so i said all that to say you have to find a way whatever milestones whatever whatever goals you've set go go in dust them off you know, reevaluate, rewrite them because maybe two years ago you wrote about a goal or you wrote a milestone that you wanted to achieve, but now you see that it wasn't realistic. So go back to that goal if you haven't achieved it, tweak it, write it up, get rid of it, get a new one, put something together, make an action plan for yourself and manage that goal, manage that milestone. This is okay. You know what? I'm going to break this goal down into quarters. Every three months, I should be here. Everyone has a different process. Everyone has a a different creative um, mindset on how things are done for them. So understand that. Protect your dreams. I have a saying, and I can't remember where I got the saying from, but I've I've used it uh, many times over in conversation, in some kind of piece that I'm writing or whatever, you know. All of my dreams are goals with deadlines. Everything that I can conceptualize, I know when it's going to become. You know how some people, I think the secret uh, teaches this. When you put the law of attraction in your head, when I go into a job interview or I go into an investment opportunity, um, that might be not a good example, but when I go into something, I can see ahead. Like it's like a it's like a clairvoyant. Like I can see part of it. This is wow. I can see where this works for me, or it works in reverse, where I see like there's no way possible that I'm going to do this. I can I can already see in my mind. I'm setting up the barriers and the obstacles and the barbed wire and the trench and and the hounds of hell to say there's no way I'm going to achieve this goal. And I'm and I might be over over uh, overselling it. I might be overthinking it. But I I know myself. I'm like I know that I won't commit to this. I know I know in ten seconds. It's the same thing when you're on a date with somebody. You know within half an hour if there's going to be a second date. Or if you see you see yourself with this person at some point long term, you know, people people have that kind of built into them. So this one I'm keeping short because um, uh, it's a it's a hey welcome back type of thing. We're rounding out the end of the month here, so uh, we're gonna have some good content. I got some people coming on. I know I promised some people to come on, but again schedules have been kind of crazy with the pandemic. Uh, unfortunately, I'm trying to get people to commit. They'll, when they commit, I might, I might not be available and vice versa. So we're trying to nail down a schedule where I can get some people on to talk about uh, some things. And what I've got lined up as a sneak peek is um, someone in the real estate to understand how to navigate in this time uh, to make some money. Um, I also want to do a show on, and this might be just me and maybe another person, 
um, on precious metals. It's something that I've gotten into um, where I see the the gains already from it. Um, Buying silver, gold, platinum, palladium bars, ounces of silver, things of that nature. If you haven't noticed, there's been a coin shortage in America. You believe that? A coin shortage in America. I could have never realized. Like in where I come from, where I I hail from, uh, coins aren't really used. They haven't been used since I was like a kid. It's worthless. But coins here, silver coins here, they'll always be precious metals. Because they smelt them down at some point and make more. They recycle. Instead of mining for it, you already have a circulation in the population. So you just recollect them and smelt them down and make bars and all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk about that coming up. We'll talk about some more mental health things. Um, And of course, I always talk about um, physical fitness. It's a passion of mine. It's something that... Uh, everyone should be involved in, in my opinion, because it's the longevity of life. It's it's how we kind of live on being healthy, wealthy and wise. So thank you today for choosing the manual. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. And I look forward to connecting again. Have a wonderful day.